You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. And certainly, there are differences among us, yet those differences, they're not to divide anyone. And to the degree that we define our differences in terms of us versus them, we create harm. Moving away from an us and them and and, 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 and viewing one another with more subtlety, that will always be life-giving. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 419. Our title this week is Being Part of One Another, and our feature text is from the Gospel of John, John 10, 22 through 30. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews were there, gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, This story begins with Jesus attending the Jewish Festival of Lights, which many today know as Hanukkah. This festival has a rich tradition, and its its background can be read in the first and second book of Maccabees. In 167 BCE to 164 BCE, during those time periods under the the Seleucid Empire, Antiochus IV, um, he went to great lengths to desecrate the Jewish temple. He he ordered a, a statue of Zeus to be erected in the temple, and he desecrated the altar by slaughtering and even an offering to Zeus as a, a, a pig, actually, an animal that was defined in the Torah as unclean. And this act, it, uh, it sparked uh, what we call today the Maccabean Revolt. In the revolt, Matthias Maccabeus and his five sons, they successfully pushed the Seleucids out of the area. And Judah, Judas Maccabees uh, himself, one of his, one of Matthias's sons, one of the five, he, he rebuilds the altar and uh, commissions new holy vessels to be fashioned and then um, um, he re- rededicates the, the temple. This festival receives its names from the, the lighting of the lamps during the sanctuary dedication or the cleansing. It's the festival of dedication in John, or some today call it the festival of lights, or others know it by simply Hanukkah. In, in John's version of the Jesus story, Jesus is often portrayed as celebrating his communities, his Jewish communities festivals you can find in John find it in John 2 13 through 25 uh, 5 1 uh, 7 1 through 13 and this 
it can remind Christians today both of uh, of Jesus's deep Jewishness, but it also it needs to remind us of how often the language of John is both covertly and overtly anti-Semitic. And this week's passage, it would be more life-giving to us and to our Jewish siblings to read the people or possibly the political leaders where the text reads the Jews. The, these stories are I think are better interpreted as a struggle among classes within Jewish society, a struggle between the powerful and the elite uh, and the masses, between insiders and between the marginalized. These Jewish voices were having an intracommunal conversation on what faithfulness to the Torah looked like socially, economically, and politically. It wasn't until Gentiles who wanted to distance themselves from Jewish people until they began telling these stories that that uh, that people began telling and interpreting the Jesus story as a religious context between Judaism and Christianity. And in this section of the chapter also, it continues the 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 familiar shepherd theme in in the Gospel of John, uh, specifically verses one through eight uh, eighteen. Sorry, one through eighteen of this chapter, and this theme repeats throughout the Gospel of John because it reflects the community's efforts uh, to define itself as Jesus's sheep. And here, the Johannine community again, they're Jesus's sheep, and Jesus is their shepherd. But I'm afraid that here specifically, they define themselves in a way that that has the potential actually just does it it harms others and we'll unpack this in just a moment but in these verses the johanan community is is once again seeking to define jesus here too the gospels they repeatedly define jesus's relation to to abraham jesus's relationship to the torah jesus in relation to judaism and jesus in relation to god you can find that in verses 31 through 42 of this chapter but, but but these these verses define Jesus in the context of the Jewish Christian debate within Judaism and even between Christianity and Judaism, illustrated by Jesus's reaction to uh, this label of of the Anointed One or the Messiah. But again, the way the Johannine community defines Jesus and themselves by implication in this week's story is not life-giving. There's a contrast between those who believe Jesus is the, is the Messiah and those who don't. Those who do, they are, by implication, believers, by, just by definition. And, and also by implication, um, those who do not believe are just simply unbelievers. But the, the, they go further. Instead of talking about those of us who do believe and those of us who who don't it's a we who believe in they who 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 don't those who believe are jesus's sheep and jesus is their shepherd and those who do not believe they're left out those who don't believe um uh, they're going to perish while those who do believe will live forever and again this is not a discussion about individuals it's a discussion between two communities the johannine community of jesus followers versus the Jews. Jewish community. The Jewish community in this story is being said that it will die out because it didn't embrace Jesus as the Messiah, and the Johannine community will live forever. The Jewish community in the, in the 
first century uh, uh, context when this, uh, which would have been recent history to when this was written, even either at the the end of the first century or the beginning of the second uh, century, the Jewish community had seen massive destruction at the hands of the Roman Empire. And, and, and again, that's the wake in which this statement is written about one community living forever and the other community perishing based on whether or not they believe Jesus is the Messiah. Messiah or not. But the Jehanan community here is implying through through this story that they believed not only that Jesus was the Messiah, but that their community would uh, therefore live forever because they, 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 they believed in that. And those who didn't, those who did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, that's the reason they perished. And that is just wrong. Whatever political or economic events happened to Jewish people in the first century, Century, those were events that that were simply born out of economic and political structures that existed at the time and the tensions within those, the intrinsic tensions within those. And Jesus did have something to say about both economics and politics, but the people's destruction or their perishing under Rome, it was not an arbitrary divine punishment for, for Jewish rejection of Jesus as the religious or Christian Messiah. Messiah. And the, the, the Jehanan community, it defines itself here as more than. And, and those who do not define Jesus the way that they do, they define those people as less than. And this is an intrinsically harmful form of exceptionalism or supremacy. It's, it's othering that has repeatedly proven harmful to our existence as humans. It's not life-giving to define ourselves in exclusive categories of, of us and and them and certainly there are differences among us yet those differences they're not to divide anyone and to the degree that we define our differences in terms of us versus them we create harm moving away from an us and them and 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 and, and viewing one another uh, with more subtlety that that will always be life-giving moving away from those harmful forms we are connected, whether we realize it or not. Nothering and dividing, it doesn't breathe life. It breathes harm and, and death. And many now see this truth. And I think of the following statements that have been meaningful to me recently. Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis in her book, Fierce Love, which we recommended a couple uh, months ago here at Renewed Art Ministries, on page 30, she writes, We belong to a mutually beneficial web of connection, well-being, and love. At the root of this connection is empathy. The result is kindness, compassion, respect, and understanding. When religion doesn't center on this mutuality, it can become one of the toxic narratives that in the end dismantles self-love. And this is from the same book, page 129, where she quotes Archbishop Desmond Tutu. God's dream is that you and I and all of us will realize that we are family, that we are made for togetherness, for goodness, and for compassion. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in The Man Who Was a Fool, all men, and that's his words, all men are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. And then lastly, Dr. James 
James Cone from his book, God of the Oppressed, human beings are made for each other, and no person can realize their full humanity except as they participate in its realization for others. So, we are part of one another. And yes, some of us see life through one lens, some of us see life through other lenses, but we're all still connected. We thrive together, and we survive together, and what harms some always in some way harms everyone, even those perpetrating or benefiting from that harm. You can benefit from the harm you do to others in one area of your life while being harmed in, in other areas. And last month's recommended reading uh, from Renewed Heart Ministries, once again, was Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis's book, Fierce Love. And there are so many life-giving statements in her book. My favorite that has been continually popping up in my mind is this one. This is page 185. Our multi-faith community, which includes agnostics and atheists, takes seriously the prayer said every Sunday, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For us, faith means partnering with God, whom we call by many names, including love, to make heaven on earth. That means healing the world of brokenness. That means working hard to dismantle systems of oppression. That means accepting this. If there is such a thing as salvation, then none of us are saved until all of us are saved. Saved from poverty, saved from racism and xenophobia, saved from gender inequality and discrimination based on whom we love. I think this quote has special relevance this week. Um, when I wrote the, the, this week's article, this week's e-site, um, the news about Roe versus Wade had not come out yet. But now that it has, um, I think the timing here uh, is especially relevant uh, with this, this uh, quotation from Dr. Lewis, uh, especially with the threat that Roe versus Wade is under. Uh, lastly, Christians should never have othered the Jewish people. And this week's reading, this week's passage, it reminds us uh, of that painful history. Repenting of this history, it also calls Christians to account for ways that we have repeatedly practiced harmful othering, not just with our Jewish siblings, but with different uh, with other communities also. Today, we have the opportunity to do better. It'll take some effort, I know, to undo some old habits for sure, uh, but I believe in the end it's it's worth it. Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-sign or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what are some of the language choices that you use to keep yourself from othering people who are different from yourself? And share those with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.